0: Hi, I'm Orrin McGuinness. And
1: I'm Ricardo Deacon.
0: Welcome to the Recommendation Game, film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then we meet to discuss it.
1: We do indeed.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. This week's film is The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance from 1962, directed by repeat offender John Ford, produced by Willis Goldbeck and John Ford, written by James Warner Bella and Willis Goldbeck. Based on a 1953 short story by Dorothy M. Johnson, starring James Stewart, John Wayne, Vera Miles, and Lee Marvin. Music by Cyril J. Mockridge. What a name. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Cyril J. Mockridge and Alfred Newman. Cinematography by William H. Clothier and edited by Otho Lovering which is... Otho. uh, Otho? 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 I don't know. Um,
1: A bunch of cool names. (laughs)
0: Like, seriously? Um, (laughs) And the the synopsis is, Questions arise when Senator Stoddard attends the funeral of a local man named Tom Donovan in a small western town. Flashing back, we learn Donovan saved Stoddard, then a lawyer, when he was roughed up by a crew of outlaws terrorizing the town led by Liberty Valence. (laughs) The best name ever. (laughs) As the territory's safety hung in the balance, Donovan and Stoddard, two of the only people standing up to him, proved to be very important, but different foes to balance. (laughs) Okie dokie. So, (laughs) this next film was picked by Ricardo. It was indeed. Shockingly enough. uh, Ricardo, why did you pick this movie?
1: First of all, I'll say something that I remembered on the way here to, to record the podcast. I remember once trying to convince a friend of mine at a house party to watch this movie. Was it me? And No, it wasn't you. And uh, let's say that I had smoked, not cigarettes. What? And uh, I was sitting there and after 20 minutes, the guy went, but what is this movie about? Because I had spent 20 minutes talking about the stakes that they could look in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so distracted. I
0: nearly died when I saw the so I was like, "What is she picking up there? Gosh, that looks like meat! Oh my god, that's it's the like, it's thing like
1: fucking half a cow—the size of it's the plate." It's like plates.
0: calling it lengthwise. <laughs> like, oh my
1: god, like it's amazing. not enough
0: beans. Five more
1: sprinkles. Of like beans. the plates look like you know when you're. It's
0: there. Like it's the whole basin is the size of the plate. Uh, oh yeah, that I actually it, this made me hungry. Yeah, as like, a lot of westerns do because there's a lot of food in westerns and coffee drinking. Yeah,
1: like uh, it's uh, magnificent when it comes to to food and it's one of the few films that it feels like you're watching a a working kitchen when it's like yeah. actors doing it because even James Stewart's cleaning and everything it, like it feels very. Like uh, realistic in a way that like it feels like a restaurant that you're just being plopped into a restaurant. Yeah. In the you
0: start worrying about how long it's taken them to do the orders. Yeah, that's how you know whenever you're getting into it. Cause you're yeah, like,
1: even it's like you have to do it before the drunks come in. Oh yeah,
0: you totally understand.
1: <laughs> so it shows you like some things have never changed <laughs> and never will. Yeah, um, like that's one of the reasons. But I say that because it's one of the reasons that I really like this movie. That it's so subtle in reality and it's so small in scope, but so big in scope at the same time. Um, the uh, film reviewer for the new york uh, for the new yorker um, mentioned why he liked westerns so much and it's uh, using this movie specifically uh, i think uh, his name is richard brophy
0: yeah he has some hot takes okay <laughs> <That laughs> <That guy. laughs> he said that i like him though he's interesting
1: the he loves westerns because much like plato it's about most of the films are concerned about the creation of society and democracy Mm. so it's a very good starting point to talk about certain philosophical takes of what democracy means and how you should achieve it uh like this movie is a clear expert inspiration for Deadwood as well
0: oh good god yes uh
1: which is like obviously a very good thing uh i think much like when we were talking about my darling clementine i think that john ford is one of the masters of filmmaking and somebody that was hugely underrated at the time because he mostly operated making westerns and it's Mm. like his prestige movies like Graves or wrath or whatever or the quiet man were the movies that uh call attention to themselves but i think that his westerns are his best work and this movie is I, I was thinking which one to pick up John Ford again. Mm. Uh and I picked this because it has James Stewart and John Wayne because both of them uh were such a big part in molding the the western genre of that time between like the 1940s it's and so the 60s.
0: I I do not associate Jimmy Stewart with yeah. with uh with westerns at all. He, he's just he's it almost whenever he shows up in this I was like weird doesn't work at all yeah but like
1: i think that like it's a very cool dynamic that that they both have and uh, i think that uh, jimmy stewart has the the right presence and personality to match john wayne because i think that uh, there's a lot of films with john wayne that even like red river and stuff where that like uh, somebody like Dean Martin, that uh, would be like a huge character in a movie, but he is overpowered by John Wayne's kind of like. But John Wayne doesn't overact Paper. at the same time, he just is. That yeah, day. like he has like this he... presence that is yeah. amazing. And I always found it interesting his combination with uh, John Ford because John Wayne was notoriously a bad person, which very with very hot takes and bad takes mm-hmm. on events mm-hmm. and situations, while John Ford was. Uh, very non-political kind of thing in his life uh, uh, as in he wouldn't say which party he supported or what he would support but clearly in this movie it shows which side mm-hmm. of the spectrum especially when it comes to race yeah he fell on like there's two really like great moments in this movie with um um uh, regarding the what's his name now Pompey? the poppy uh Pompey? The I mean, Pompey, Pompey. yeah pompy yeah The one is uh, Jimmy Stewart when Pompey recites the the, uh, Declaration of Independence and Jimmy Stewart just goes, uh, when he goes all men are created equal and Jimmy Stewart goes, yeah, that's an important part that a lot of people forget about Mm. and it's a
0: really quick little line yeah, it's just
1: an aside that wouldn't uh, get into many people's skin but when you're looking for it, it's it's such Mm -hmm. a really subtle emotional moment and then you also have when uh, after the, the one of the fights, that, uh, John Wayne is really drunk and he wants to uh, give Pompey John drink. Wayne drunk? Oh, it's amazing. Is he
0: actually drunk? Because I was watching it and I was like, I feel like he's actually drunk. Because yeah, John
1: it, Wayne is not that good of an actor. Like it was
0: it was almost too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had the kind of like sort of almost horizontal like <laughs> No, I think walking. that it's
1: a perf- performance because uh, uh, I don't think that you can be that drunk and still operate in a film set you know like <laughs> that like, he'd be falling off shots or whatever like he's perfectly in frame because mm. like john ford is very precise in his framing i think lee marvin gives like a great performance in this such movie as well uh, <laughs> and also like such a great voice yeah like and he's so menacing like it's a pure seedy evil and it's interesting because most films they have like uh, such a one-dimensional villain uh, become boring mm. but because the villain is just a foil for like the two arguments of how to deal with somebody like that yeah it's not really it's not really about Lee yeah. Marvin it's really about the the confrontation between John Wayne's character and Jimmy Stewart's character and, the old and, the new. and I think that it's a, a very uh, pointed argument against uh, guns gun ownership in America as well like mm. how it is something that it was useful at a, a time. Certain time but... And even when it was the Western, you, you should already start... Like, that. it's still a territory. It's not even... A state. A yeah. state. And the way of the gun should be dead. It's already... Now, kind yeah. of thing. It's already an inadequate outdated. way of uh, dealing with society's problems. They're like uh, the strongman argument. And I think that it was an... Imp- like an interesting movie to pick also considering that it is very much about a movie about strongmen and the strongmen hold in society. And considering that mm-hmm. you have somebody in the White House now mm-hmm. that like <laughs> doesn't... Fire the, and fury. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> kind of deals with the world's troubles the way that fucking Lee Marvin deals uh, troubles yes. in this movie. Chaotically. Um and i i think it's a movie with a real heart as well and uh again a uh, really nice relationship between the the male characters and the female character which is not very common in westerns again like uh hallie's character is not as prominent as in western nowadays when like but considering what year the film came out she is uh and
0: her character to something like godless yeah you know and godless the thing that's all about the women but not really about the women yeah. at all
1: but she's like, as she... much as a
0: character as any of the characters in that show are like
1: yeah you know? like she feels like a like the two female characters are very like great characters i feel her and the swedish woman as yeah, well the swedish woman. like uh, they're they're <clears throat> uh very and like as well like the swedish woman is an american actress doing a swedish accent and is, like really good and yeah, doesn't seem overacting or racist and I, and I was
0: like, like yeah that's definitely she's definitely not swedish but at the same time you forget yeah. completely you are like no no it's she's a like woman.
1: very mommy-ish and stuff yeah. like and the, I, I love that,
0: like they call each other mommy and like was it mother and father
1: yeah yeah <laughs> oh the, the moment when the the swedish man goes to vote oh and he has God, the little yeah. Uh, yeah that was the, the other Jewish thing show.
0: of of they like of like um of uh, immigration and everything as yeah. well. Yeah, like, like even
1: the, the how the Mexicans are portrayed in this movie, and like the 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 sheriff is a really nice guy, even though he's like a useless sheriff. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, channeling <coughs> like Slim Pickens. seems Yeah, um, but I think it's a very complex movie uh, that has a lot of stuff underneath the surface to discuss. But also that there is a a certain gentleness in the way similar to My Darling Clementine, but also like a a generosity to its characters that uh, draws me to John Ford's work and like in particular, like this movie as well, because it's it's amazing how he was able to reinvent the Western time and time again with the same uh, depth of feeling and ideas, but uh, slowly but surely uh, stop making action movies and making like really thought provoking movies that like mm. this movie is really about democracy and what it means and what is your responsibility as a citizen to do what to do when faced against like bad odds and i think that it, it mirrors in many ways high noon uh mm. but uh it's a, a much more subtle uh argument but also one that is less black and white mm because and at the end of the day by yeah. a
0: concept as well the idea of the time and the, the whole thing
1: yeah and also has one of the like a line that has become cliche but when it came out it's like such a great fucking line that's why it turned into cliche that is like when the myth beco- when the legend becomes fact yeah. print the <laughs> legend and uh I think that every like even the role of the press and the like the small characters like John Ford is amazing at making even the small characters amazing like the the owner of the newspaper. Oh the, like, Peabody. Yeah, Peabody <laughs> and uh, uh, who's also like clearly uh, uh, his performance. Uh, you, you know, in Deadwood, the guy that uh, he after uh, Wald Bill dies that like, he's hanging around with uh, with calamity Jane. He, they have the same bowler hat and same look yes, and everything. Yes, uh, And the doctor that is like, uh-huh. get the doctor if he's sober. <laughs> and, and like Peabody <laughs> trying to get drunk in the middle of the meeting and it's like illegal to drink. The bar and is closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beer's not drinking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, uh, that is like so many other uh, lines like that. But uh-huh. like but that's uh, why I like the, this movie. And I think that... Um, uh, I thought it would be interesting to see uh, also after your take on Jimmy Stewart. Uh, and also because it's a John Wayne performance that I haven't really talked to you about. Like, I don't think you've watched many John Wayne films. No. And no. I think that, like, his performance also... Like, I think it was one of his last great Westerns. Mm. So it's kind of like the like he a farewell to that kind of persona. Many.
0: He didn't make... Are you talking about... John Wayne? Ford, no, or John Wayne, yeah.
1: Like, uh, this is, like... John ford's last like truly good western like mm. uh he and the, uh, like even the decision of shooting a black and white again like uh, like you could have shot it in colors already in 1962 but mm. like it's like widescreen black and white and there's a certain tactability as well to the black and white that is uh like it's really good quality black and yeah, white yeah that's, what, that that's so. what i was gonna say it's
0: 1962 black and white yeah. it's not 40s black and white so you really have the range there like it's
1: and again like uh him uh, uh john ford's obsession with uh, william shakespeare when peabody comes back uh, like reciting <laughs> yeah, uh was, V. the fifth
0: there were uh, certain callbacks i must say
1: and then you also have like a uh, a uh, uh, small performance but uh, like one of lee van cleef's first performances one of henchmen henchman. oh uh did you recognize lee van cleef in that
0: no he's that
1: lee van cleef is the the main henchman you know like when uh Liberty Valance yeah, Dyson yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the like the, the villain from the, the good, the bad and the ugly he's the ugly oh. or the bad in, the bad in the ugly he's also in like a fistful of dollars and like uh, mm. he became kind of like huge persona and then also John Cardine is his foil like the the patriarch of which is another link to Deadwood because obviously mm. his son is in Deadwood as well Bill oh my
0: god yeah so, I like, God, he was his son
1: so like you have like all these kind of things and i think that yeah. it is a, such a good farewell for like ford and uh and john wayne for the western and i think it's a it's a good thesis about why the genre is uh something that has been reassessed since like they became less and then like not less than they the genre became less popular and i think partly because they moved in this direction that they were l- less about just pure entertainment and they were like mm. more cerebral movies mm. and emotional It's
0: well, just the way it goes that cinema goes in cycles yeah. and you know like it, it, that's why I think Logan was so interesting because yeah. it was the combination of the two of, of a very prominent genre piece now that in a lot of ways is saying the same things that westerns were
1: yeah ah truth through through genre <laughs> hey, we're linking everything <laughs> well uh without further ado because that was a long intro Uh uh-huh um I did an Orla there oh Uh, fuck you (laughs) it was my turn
0: it's 50-50 my friend Um, Um,
1: so um (laughs) what is your take on this movie please say you liked it
0: (laughs) oh dear oh Oh, shit no no. (laughs) I'm
1: walking out it's
0: over imagine so it's like 74. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, you know, I like uh, essentially like everything, everything you said there. And I think it's true that um, the kind of why they end up being reassessed now, like Westerns. And because I think like, the strength of, of Ford and Westerns in general is kind of their enduring relevance. And like, I think what what's so interesting about this is it's focused on so many different things like the March of Progress. um as well as gun control and democracy, but also as you kind of said there um, the free press as well, and so much. Of my, I kept like being like, ah, ah, ah. Like,
1: Trump IAI. Oh
0: my god! Like it's just it's hitting so many like uh, liberty bells. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's interesting as well, like where this falls in um, in Ford's career, because like obviously this is 1962, so it's a late enough. Um, for for a Western, and you think of what was going on or what was just about to happen in American cinema, it's kind of interesting. But like, this doesn't feel like a young man's film. Like, it has it has a kind of a like uh, a measure and like a sobriety and the yeah. kind of wise. Um, like it, it it's not like this is the way that he went, kind of, and and how like all the themes that he's all obviously were always there in his movies. But that there's just a real like. Um, I don't know the mastery or something in this like it feels like it, it all comes to this it's you know, effortless in a way yeah, or so. yeah yeah exactly like that he's just he's gotten to a point now where he's not just churning it's not churned out you know and you think of like how many movies Ford made but like it just it has that I think it's pair. like something like
1: 75 movies he made Jesus
0: Christ that's yeah that yeah um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah I really liked it <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yeah like I'm not gonna lie it's not My Darling Clementine, but...
1: Very few things are. Yeah,
0: I mean, and the thing is it does. Well, I think this was a good choice, not just because it does feel, like, relevant in so many ways, but because it is actually quite different to My Darling Clementine in a lot of ways. <coughs> um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, James Stewart. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is that um, this is a... In all, in like its themes and its use of Jimmy Stewart, this is so much better than Mister Smith Goes to Washington. And like they do share so many, like there's so many comparisons to be made, to be made between the two films. And this is such a better between movie between the two characters. Yeah, as well. like this is such a better movie because like oh god, I like we somehow managed to have another kind of Willem Dafoe type situation. Yeah. It was another miracle because he turns up and I was like, Ugh. And I was like, come on, Arne, you can do this. You can do that and he's he's like you know, he's like playing older than he actually is. And that's the interesting thing about the ages in this yeah. is that like I think he was like what fifty something
1: around this Yeah, time? like they both play too old and too uh, young. Kind yeah, of it's
0: weird, but um uh I think they they kind of get away with it. But um uh yeah, it's just like I was like Ugh. and then like he's like, Oh, it was just like this carriage and I was like, Oh god. As soon as it goes back in time, that just melted away because There's like there's a maturity to this performance like not necessarily to like the because the character does have some of the same kind of like idealism as Mr. Smith but it's it's got the same like measure that the movie does that nothing is like heightened he's you know the the sort of like childlike innocence and wonder and like man child thing is not there at all you believe that he is a lawyer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you believe that he can, uh, and that you know maybe he's a bit fatless in the kitchen, but that you know he he feels like a real man, like a real person. Um, so, and what I think as well, just like talking about the the uh, the going like the going back in time and the flashbacks and everything, um, I think they're handled really really well. Because it's about halfway through this, and I was like, it's interesting that they don't keep cutting back to him, because I was really afraid that they were going to keep cutting back to like you know him telling the story yeah. and i was like oh and i like that it sort of bookended yeah but that once you're in the past the whole thing just plays out in the past and i think like even the passage of time in the past is and really... there's a
1: flashback within the yes, flashback yes well. i wrote
0: that down so i was like god that's so interesting um like <laughs> like it, it's just it's really like um as it moves as well from from kind of uh sort of section to section so you know you're not entirely sure how much time has passed but you know time has passed because you can see that like his wounds are healing or whatever like you know that he's sort of settling into the community and everything and like but it just sort of moves there's no like clear oh it's been two weeks since you were you know horse whipped or whatever it's like you, you just sort of expect it to kind of go along with it and uh, i think that it gives it a really like nice flow yeah even though it is like you know it has a clear narrative and like the you know it, it's the as I said, like it's very bookended, but like in a nice way, I think, um, characters. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about Hallie and, um, although like, I don't think she's not like, it's not incredible, you know, it doesn't feel revolutionary or something, but she is a really great character. What I like about her as well is that she's not like movie sassy, you know what I mean? Where she's kind of like, Oh, she's so sparky. She's got gumption, you know, like in sort of like strange vision that men have of women. Um, and it's very clearly, like, portrayed that she's much more than Wayne's kind of, like, uh, like idealized version of her. That where she's, like, yeah. the homesteader. And, you know, you understand, and like, that where she would be just happy to sort of have her desert roses. And, you know what I mean? Like, she's not that person. And it's made very kind of clear that she would never have been happy in that life. Like, not that she couldn't have loved him. But that, she, you know, it always would have felt like something less than...
1: Yeah, that she was kind <coughs> of... Uh, uh, hemmed to her to the place where she was born or mm, she was living rather than uh, yeah. like that line that john wayne says at the end when uh jimmy stewart is threatening to leave the convention that uh he says to jimmy stewart now that you taught highly how to read and write mm. you now you have to give her a reason yeah to 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 use that kind of thing and mm. i thought that it was like a really nice also like uh uh, reflection also like I think that it deals with the male characters with a certain maturity that are reflected in Halley that neither of them treat Holly as a possession mm. or something to be had like Jimmy Stewart doesn't say like oh uh, he says that uh, Halley is Donafon's girl but not in the way of like that she's not an individual as well it's mm. just out of respect for Donafon because he knows that they have a relationship yeah. that, and he also is aware that like Donovan is like just waiting to finish the porch to show Holly what she can have so when they're gonna. Like oh, this movie is so melancholic, like oh from the very God. beginning, like the music in the background that is Jesus. like playing in the background. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Um, you were talking about Holly and characters.
0: Yeah, I just, I really, I really, really liked her character, and as well, even the fact that she's sort of like you know the she's constantly the one like from the very very beginning, like the very first scene whenever he's there in the kitchen, she's the one going like pushing for change. You know what I mean? And like pushing for the schoolhouse and pushing for, you know she sort of like becomes like the catalyst for certain things and like you know but not in a kind of um serving the male character. You know what I mean? That even she's got she kinda gets the first scene and the introduction to like the house and everything that she's taken out. It's not all about Jimmy Stewart's character. Um, also you've already said Peabody yeah like Peabody also gets some of the best lines because it's it's like <laughs> They're like bars closed. You know we're having the vote. And he's like that's carrying democracy too far. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, and like, he's like whenever he's like talking to himself and like, oh god. And I I I just um
1: like I, every time that I sorry for cutting in there, but like every time that I watch a John Ford movie that I haven't seen in a while, I always forget how funny his films yeah. are because but not
0: pointedly funny. Yeah, like They're, that it's
1: just like characters that are funny. It's not a comedy. Yeah, but like his characters know. are ridiculous at times but in a realistic way at the same time that it it feels like a movie character but at the same time it feels like it could be based on a real person kind of thing you know
0: John Wayne is obviously, like, just... He is such a presence. Like, he's such a safe pair of hands, you know? Like, you just watch him, like, kind of... You know, it's a a similar character, but I suppose what's interesting here is that it is... Like, everything about this feels like the end of an era. Yeah. Like, the end of an era of the West, of the Western, of, like, the careers, the hate... Not even the careers, but the heyday of these men.
1: Well, there there are movies... Like, I'm somebody that hates John Wayne as a person and love him as an actor, okay? Yeah. And there are movies that, like, even Stagecoach, uh, he's great character. And then, like, Searchers, it's, like, character. Like, everything that he did with John Ford, it's character. Like, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon is amazing. It's going to be a future pick, long in the future, because it's, like, already done two mm. Ford movies. <laughs> and that's why, like, I probably will pick uh, Young Mr. Lincoln before that, because it's Ford and Henry Fonda <sighs> again, Jesus. which is an amazing movie. So Ford. But the thing is that, like, uh, John Wayne in other movies, like, The Fighting Seabees or uh, Sons of Iwo Jima, whatever, is just fucking John Wayne in the movie. It's like, mm. they just plunk John Wayne and it's like, be John Wayne. <laughs> like, in the way that, like, Robert Downey Jr. now, like, Ugh. it's like, he's like the Robert Downey Jr. character, you know? Mm. And I think that, like, in this, like, like I said, you know, uh, his output with... Um, with John Ford is is a character feels like somebody lived in like his re- relationship with Pompey is amazing mm. like it like it feels like somebody that actually lives in that farm house Mm. you know somebody that does the uh, horses somebody that is that tough you know but they were never
0: as good as when they worked together i suppose like the the, you know that he really got the best out of um
1: yeah yeah like uh and then like you see the the perfect example is like john wayne because the alamo was directed by john wayne Mm. and you see how he saw himself versus how John Ford saw him, yeah, and how sparingly he uses John Wayne as well, like in this movie, that like yeah. he's not. That, I almost like
0: missed him a little bit, and it's funny because like um obviously it all comes around and everything, and like but it, in the middle of it, I was a bit like it's funny how, like the this is supposed supposed to be you know supposed to be the how you know who was. Um, Tom Donovan. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and like how they knew him and what impact he had on their lives and everything. But you don't really get the full weight of that until the very, very end. Like in the middle of it, there's a whole section where he's not even there. Yeah. And it's like all the other characters and like, one of like my favorite things in this is, um, just going back to Peabody, is um, whenever... uh, at the very very beginning whenever the the journalist comes up to him and he's getting out of the carriage and he's like oh sender i'd love to talk to you whatever and he's like oh god you know your old boss was the only man who ever fired me i think the line is yeah and it's like because he made him be a politician that it's yeah. like technically he didn't fire him but it's like because i was thinking about that line the whole way through and i was like what and then it's like ah oh <laughs> like he
1: says it like in such a lovely town yeah and i think that like even the beginning already has like the sense of nostalgia for something that you haven't seen yet yeah like that is, like when they go to donovan's farm farmhouse and or when they go into the room and like the sheriff and pompey are just sitting in the corner and they're like hugging them and shaking yeah. hands and stuff. like there's this really like warmth but melancholy throughout the movie that like uh, and um and even like uh with um you like
0: it's like the last day of school yeah <laughs> it's that kind of gonna, yeah like the like, I mean? the like you feel like I need e-
1: the shirt signed like. yeah
0: you know what I mean it's like the end of an era the end of like something but at the same time you're like you know it's it's happy but it's sad but it's you know what I mean it's like this strange
1: but even like how uh, I love how they are like oh get get, a, get him uh, get his boots and his gun and the sheriff's like he hasn't worn his gun in yeah. years and it's, it's like so how so small. far and it's how... so
0: small but it's like or maybe. when
1: the uh, Peabody uh, uh when uh, james Stewart uh, reads the uh, Peabody's um fucking um article about statehood mm. and he's like really impressed by the writing and peabody's so oh, fucking and he, proud and of he it and he's like
0: telling or talking about it to like the the schoolhouse or whatever and like he opens the door he's like peeking and being like you're talking about my article it's like oh <laughs> he's such a nice character
1: <laughs> yeah like uh, i love those little moments that uh, make a completely human let's say uh, i i have a question for you like uh the uh it's Obvious thing. First of all, before I forget, the uh, the movie shows why calling shotgun is called oh, calling shotgun because back in the the west days, if you're riding ah, in front, you, uh, were the one with the you had the shotgun. So like, and it was also a desirable position Discard because your it was so warm inside the the carriage. Yeah. That so like you, you get a bit wind or whatever. In. Yeah. Huh. So it's like that's why I was like, oh, I shotgun. call shotgun, kind of thing. That's yeah. so funny uh like it was just an observation question. that i i remembered like right somebody race. telling me that and i was like okay but <clears throat> it's like obviously like uh, you alluded on the facebook post that is like posters at the time kind of revealed a little bit too much at the ending of the movie
0: yeah but i mean like i love it though that it's so many elements like the yeah. design of those posters is as incredible it's no secret that I do these posts and I love posters.
1: <laughs> like, But
0: it, it reminds me of like... But that design
1: of the new posters huh? that is like just fucking John Wayne yeah, standing yeah, yeah. is like fucking badass. It's so like...
0: cool, but like that's not really the movie either. You know, it's like it, neither of them really capture. It. It's funny how like sometimes um like particularly if something gets released on criterion or you know there's like a 50th anniversary or whatever like you know you'll they'll, it'll get a new redesign of the poster and some random films have loads and loads of different kinds and then other ones just have very very few
1: yeah
0: uh, and this was sort of kind of somewhere in the middle but um i just i love the design of those and even even the way that like um hallie is depicted on the old school yeah. poster it's like that doesn't reveal you know what i mean It's that's Doing such a disservice to her character, but it's such a like poster of its time. You know what I mean, like selling the whole package yeah. of it of like you know the like you know you'll laugh, you'll cry, bet with a dog. You know what I mean? It's it's 40s, 50s, 60s yeah. marketing. You know what I mean? It's like and that's just and so the, interesting.
1: But this is kind of like even the posters when they came out. It's kind of like old school. It's not posters of the 60s anymore. No, no, no. no it's no, kind not, of calling yeah. back to because like in the in the marketing of the movie, I think that they it is very pointedly going like these two giants of Westerns meeting together together kind of thing. And like they had never been in a movie together as well, which was kind of like... Apparently, because they were two really big personalities, it took John Ford to, like, <laughs> fucking wrangle them kind of thing. And they were, like, very opposing personalities as well. Yeah. But, like, that's the weird thing is that I can't imagine them, like, hating each other in real life. But there's such a warmth in their performances, like, uh, yeah. t- towards each that's other.
0: That's funny saying that about John Wayne, though. That's quite depressing, really, that he turned out to be such an asshole.
1: Yeah, like, he was, like, in, for- in favor of McCarthyism and whatever. He was, like, uh, mm. really pointedly campaigning against the Hollywood uh 12 and stuff like uh Good. trumba and all that shit and like For like he did say well, that it? but it's hilarious because he was so ticked that he still worked <laughs> with john ford with his <laughs> messages <laughs> because like uh um he was th- yeah
0: that's what's so bizarre it's yeah. like it's not as if it's like incredibly subtle yeah you know what i mean like the position is clear there are subtleties to it but at the same time it's like you know this is very clearly pro-democracy anti-gun
1: <laughs> yeah like and i think that like john ford is like he, he won't get, it. He won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's still like he's like a fucking piece of a, a log
0: mr wayne you get to shoot paint cats yeah. and Jimmy Stewart's going to punch you in the face, but you get to punch him again afterwards.
1: <laughs> like, uh, uh, But my question was going to be like there's a fucking very long winded way of asking a question. Yeah. It's, uh, number one, the, what do you think of the decision on how Liberty Valance gets killed? Like uh, how it is not only staged, but also like how it plays to the concept of the entire movie? Because the entire movie uh, fulcrums around that. Yeah. event and also the decision of calling the movie the man who shot Liberty Valance that like it gives you like a lead-in to know already, that you're gonna yeah. have like one or the other even the a- though it's answer, not mentioned either the
0: question will be answered kind yeah of, yeah
1: uh, so that's the question really I
0: um, I think it, it's it is interesting that and it actually kind of was what you said about where John Wayne and how he wasn't using his guns it's like, I think that is more important for his character than anyone else because that's kind of like the change where, because Liberty Valance is like uh, as much a symbol of the old West as John Wayne's character. Yeah. So it's kind of like he's sort of destroying part of himself almost, if yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, like, you know he was, what do you call him? um, Jimmy Stewart was never going to kill him. Like that's not, that was, that was never going to be the way, that was never going to be like the solution for his character because like his character is progress. And in the end, this movie, it has a sort of a positive message that democracy will win. So like for this movie to work in its message, I don't think that it could ever have had him kill him because it doesn't, you know what I mean? It kind of had to be John Wayne because, you know, for him to like let Hallie go, let, you know, let him go as well and like you know basically kind of like let them go off into the sunset and also let like his like legacy go off yeah you know what i mean because like this would have made him as a hero if he had been like yeah i killed him but he doesn't he lets him have it because he knows that it will like yeah so it's kind of like yeah it's, it's really interesting and like whenever i actually really really love that flashback as well it's just it's because like this is obviously a set but it's so well done like yeah the reframing of a situation and everything and like how, you know, the way you see it and the way it's shot that you don't suspect that it's not him. You know what I mean? Because I was watching it and I was like, he's going to shoot him with his left hand. He's going to be great. And it's like, he shit someone. I was like, yeah. But then whenever it's like, no, wait a minute. And then it goes back and you're like, ah, but it's the other side. It's the fact that it's like Pompey's the one that gives him the gun. You know what I mean? It, it feels like one of those things where it it, it fits It doesn't doesn't feel like a twist. And it feels
1: like... I think that it's so well staged as well as an action scene. Because it is an action scene, but it's not like... The, even the the way that, like, Lee Marvin goes and uses his hand to reposition the gun. Oh, and he goes, like, now the next one right got, between the eyes. That kind guy of thing.
0: has such great, like, movement and yeah. posture well, it, and eyebrows.
1: Like, the like that's why I love uh, Point Blank, the movie that he did with John Borman, that, like, uh, Revenge, the Mel Gibson movie, it's a remake of, that it's just, like, somebody that got... Uh, st- <laughs> like that the mob stole money from him and he just goes one by one killing everybody in the mob that was involved in robbing money. And it's just him having like no morality, no nothing, just the process of going around killing people and moving through spaces. And it's like Lee Marvin. And then like the other great Lee Marvin movie is Hell in the Pacific. That is him. uh, I'm trying to
0: remember what it is I've seen him in.
1: 30 dozen probably. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because
0: I was looking at his face and I was like, it's not even just that I've seen him before. It's like I've seen him in something recently. yeah, And I don't know what it was. And it was really annoying me. And I was going through his a and and I can't quite work it out.
1: But something that I, I posit to you. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> okay. I was speaking to somebody about this movie before. I can't remember who. And they gave me a take that I was like, I never thought about it. Hmm. That John Wayne is lying. That Jimmy Stewart shot Liberty Valance. And he just told Jimmy Stewart that he didn't because otherwise he wouldn't run for the office. And it gives like both... like another
0: flag... weight to it. Because, because
1: you don't see the event flashback. Mm. You see the flashback of John Wayne telling mm. Jimmy Stewart how it happened. And Pompey is not there to tell him that he gave him the gun. Mm. And it never is referred by anybody else about the event. It's yeah. only like... Also,
0: there are people across... You know what I mean? There's a whole audience of people watching, yeah. and, like the Mexican bar, and, you know, like, technically, would they not have seen John Wayne? You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, also, the well, angles. Like they shot all the. Okay, the we're, three this times. is all getting a bit JFK now, yeah. but, like. Also. <laughs>
1: Back into the left. <laughs> also... Let's get Kevin Costner in the case.
0: <laughs> also, my favorite With thing. With a New
1: Orleans accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, my favorite. Where's. Kevin Costner from
1: like fucking Indiana or oh, something yeah,
0: somewhere in the Midwest um uh, uh, one of my favorite things about that scene as well he's from America okay he's just yeah, okay, from America okay, okay it's all one accent um uh not just how Lee Marvin falls because his like death is great it's like a little like you know on his tippy toes and then a dramatic fall I was like if I have a shot I want to do that um but uh it's whenever they They're all crowding around him And when they're like Get the doctor Get the doctor And he comes over And he literally just Kind of like lifts his arm And then goes Dead <laughs> Or how did you just Fucking
1: put him in the In the cart <laughs> <laughs> to wheel him off and it is Lee Marvin it just feels like he's just gonna fall off because like his legs are just dangling off
0: yeah the the, the physical um, nature of this is fantastic because that's one of my favorite things is like how many people are thrown out of bars in yeah. this like whenever John like, knows your man and again your man's like on his tippy toes for about 10 minutes before he actually falls
1: then there's, like and, but he
0: literally like throws him you know like it's oh it's and
1: then there's the, the other guy that gets kicked out of the bar and then like walks back into the <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. gets kicked out and then uh, the uh, guy playing cards as well that is like with the coin like john wayne just dropping the coins on the floor and stuff is just yeah like um but like what you mentioned about physicality that there's like a lot of like little moments that i love in this movie like uh, that he's gonna get a pot of coffee and he burns his hand at the stove and they don't cut how just goes and gets yeah. the stove and there's and another go.
0: moment actually whenever the marshal gets pushed and he like he bangs against like a window and the glass breaks and he kind of looks and you can kind of see that he's kind of like ah, but it just keeps going that's yeah like,
1: that's great <laughs> like um, what you said about sets or whatever this movie it's like mainly set based but it mm. feels like a lot more expansive than it yeah, is yeah
0: it does and like more so than a lot of like um modern uh particularly obviously we get more like western shows now than we do movies but um like, I'm thinking of it's, like, Hell on Wheels, which is, like, not great anyway. It's very fun, but n- at no point do I yeah. believe in any of it. Uh, like, column Meany. And it's it? not even a set. They, like, well, it's like, technically it's a set, but it's, like, outdoor. Like, yeah. they, you know, they built it. Like, it's not, it's not indoor. It's not on a soundstage. But it doesn't feel real. <laughs> it kind of does, you know? I think it's... Uh, I forgot Callum Meany was in it. <laughs> with,
1: uh, John Ford is that like, he overpopulates his sets. Uh, like, if feels like it's lived in because of the sheer amount of people there. Yeah. there like you know like the the restaurant is so vibrant the bar like <sighs> he when he goes restaurant. to the, when the sheriff is like well oh, come drink here in the cantina because like liberty Vallas will never come here and then it, like you hear from before that he's married to a mexican woman because his kid he has like 20 kids <laughs> liberty like no the sheriff oh. the marshal the, oh. he, they're all like uh, learning uh, he,
0: oh yeah because you yeah, know whenever they go over and he's just like oh my wife's sister's cousin or something there's yeah. like a whole, <laughs> yeah
1: well like um uh oh the sets that it, it's like uh so expensive but i do like even like uh when they're like in the convention and the horse shows up oh in my Montes god the stage, i laughed such a so good shot hard. as well
0: when he's Oh god, it's so great and I was like, Is, is he actually gonna have but then I was like, But if he goes up the stairs? I thought horses can't go downstairs and I was like, I'm well, gonna go downstairs So I was like watching the horse just like the horse is gonna kill somebody. I love that so much though, like the whole thing with that candidate. Um just like
1: It's so like out of the blue, also, but I like that the movie doesn't end just with uh, that it gives the breathing room for the end for the actual meaning yeah. of the movie to come across. To
0: come back all the way back around. Yeah, yeah because it could
1: have been easily like, oh, i shot him and then i got elected and that's Mm -hmm. the the end of the story but actually showing how that affected him as well yeah and also like that scene is so vibrant like john four has a way of directing like huge graphics like
0: that feels like the beginning of another sequence yeah because i was watching and i was like and then i was like oh right okay i understand now but i understand where this is going right but i was like because it's so it doesn't feel like a the. A coda or whatever, you know what I mean? It feels like a whole other section because it's so, as you said, populated. There's so many extras in and then, like, in them. And then and it's they're like, like packed in like
1: sardines. And when the like mm-hmm. John Wayne shows up and he's talking to Jimmy Stewart initially, like the door is open in the background, like they could have yeah, closed all, the door. they like, there. there, like going crazy. Yeah, oh
0: no, we're gonna keep them there for another two hours. And just then so like we can he, get
1: this. when Jimmy Stewart walks back in and opens the door, and it's like uh, I love a moment as out there like uh, John Wayne when he comes in there, he wants to slam the door, and the doors just <laughs> yeah. swing through. And <laughs> oh, there's those little moments like that and uh i i think just uh, before we get to like final thoughts uh, like uh, just want to to mention the scene when uh john wayne burns down his house like it is oh, such that, a moving oh my scene oh
0: god that's so and it's so well shot yeah that's what i wanted to say actually as well that the the lighting is really interesting in this and there's so much of like people blowing out candles and entire rooms going dark and stuff but i love that shit um but that scene whenever he sets fire like the lighting it's so stark like in that I think that scene is probably the best example of why making this in Black and White in 1962 is in fact a really good idea because it's oh god it's so well done
1: or when Peabody also like blows out the candle like the first (laughs) he blows out something else I can't remember what it is Like he
0: has a container of alcohol yeah like like he tries to blow out that and
1: then he blows out the, uh, the the candle and uh, when she blows out the candle you just see his silhouette yeah, leave. From and, the window, and, uh, yeah. It's so But beautiful. then he
0: comes back and he lights it and it yeah. just lights up and Liberty Valence is there. And, and the thing as well as is fun. that
1: like in that moment the glass cover of the candle falls down and that happens in the next shot as well. Yeah. That is like such a attention to detail in this movie that is like insane in the brain, yeah. man.
0: But even like when you think of that <laughs> getting that in there Um, (laughs) but when you think of like um, how much stuff is in that that newspaper yeah. office like how like how, for how long they're tearing the place apart because there's so much stuff
1: oh yeah like, like and it's like one shot yeah. it's amazing like fucking leave and just trying to break a chair in the background like he can't do it like if you look at it in the background <laughs> it's like leave <laughs> just destroyed everything and leave and Cleve spends the whole time trying to destroy the one chair <laughs> because finally like john Four went destroyed this chair and then move on to the next thing he's like no no <laughs> Most destroying Like the fucking carpenter Probably like They told him like That that chair is meant to break down It's like Now I take pride (laughs) In the chairs that I build It's like At the end it's like Using like for advertising For his own chairs It's like Levon Cleve Couldn't fucking destroy my chair Okay But um, and, like, it's a movie that I really, really enjoy. Like, like even in the end when Jimmy's... Like, he goes, uh, I, I feel that when we go back to Washington, I'm just going to pass that bill. And then mm-hmm. I just want to come back here. And it's, like, it's so moving as a, like... But without, like, you, the other directors at the time with a fucking swelling music mm. or whatever. And then this is just Halley holding his hand. It's and going, quiet, like, I like that yeah. idea kind of thing. It's, uh, like... For somebody that is, like, so uh, remembered for, like, the huge vistas and the moments or whatever, I think that John Ford's greatest achievements has always been, like, the... The detail. The detail and the ability of creating little moments in movies that are, like, unforgettable. That Like, I hadn't watched this movie in years and I I was watching and I like, I kept remembering the next scene as (laughs) I was watching it. But, like, with this warmth... And also because it had been years that like uh, I I watched I think last time when we were in college like mm. in third year or something not even in fourth year so it gave me nostalgia for the person that I was then as well Aww. similarly to their nostalgia like kind of that thing happens. that is but also like realization also that this movie is a nostalgia to a place that was completely imperfect but because mm. it was like a moment that everybody had something to do let's say that is like um, purpose yeah um a place. And something just when you you said about Lee Marvin falling down as well, the, like there's an interesting study about how people fall down when they get shot, especially by small calibers. Oh, just keep...
0: because... <laughs> because it's it's psychologically you think you're supposed to because, yeah, because of you've seen the
1: movies, yeah. Like it's so weird because people Sherlock, like if you um... don't know that you got shot, you just keep walking uh, and yeah. then you go and then you look and go like, Oh, I got shot and then you fall down. <laughs> like
0: But Sherlock did an interesting thing on that where like uh where do you ever watch Sherlock it's like ridiculous it's a ridiculous like show like the,
1: the the BBC show uh, like the, with Benedict Cumberbatch and what do you mean uh, cucumber <laughs> <laughs> ex-Benedict Cumberbatch
0: Cumberbatches <laughs> um yeah like it's a ridiculous show but it does have some. well like I think
1: the first season was great and everything afterwards uh, yeah, it just got shitter it was, and shitter it, it top geared
0: itself like a hundred percent but uh, and like hideous fan service and that. Nah. but um like it,
1: when it stopped being about like the case of the week that is the point of Sherlock Holmes and everything had to be like one plot or whatever mm. and then it's like mm. oh let's bring Moriarty back but, No, like yeah. that after Moriarty okay, like after that season it's like yeah you 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 mm. lost me completely okay. final thoughts yeah I love John Ford and <laughs> uh, like yeah, and I love this movie and I'm glad you liked <laughs> it because I was very worried that you wouldn't uh,
0: no I did really like it and I was I was happy to be so we didn't to, even
1: fucking talk too much about the free press. <laughs> uh,
0: pff, there's a lot to talk about here. That's like it's, like, it's not even a very long movie, but there's just so much going on. And, and because character is so important as well, as much as theme, you kind of, you know, like, you, there's a lot to talk about. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the, the Jimmy Stewart thing, like, it, it's the same, it was, I think that, what do you call him, Willem Dafoe is a good example. Because, like, I don't want to hate Willem Dafoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's in a lot of movies that I like. And...
1: What was the Will and the Foul performance that I... The Day uh, in LA? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, because he was in fucking Born in the Royal of July and I was just like, oh. Um,
1: the warm will, turns.
0: Oh, no. Um, but then, obviously, in you know, like I kind of got brought around by... Uh, also, I saw... For
1: the project. Uh, he yeah, he did a lot of
0: interviews. It's all around that time. And I was like, oh, he's actually lovely. <laughs> so, and he's, he's just like... I like do a,
1: recommend everybody to watch the Hollywood Reporter's roundtable... Uh, yeah. of uh, last year's oscar not oscar nominees but like people there, like doing good like uh, the it was gary oldman tom hanks uh, james franco uh john boyega and oh, will and foe
0: seen that suggested to me but i've uh, actually watched that one and it
1: was really interesting like gary oldman is an asshole though like he just fucking wants to shut up gary like, oldman
0: is an asshole though
1: and the way that he goes like <laughs> churchill is amazing as a person like joe wright like i saw the directors afterwards he goes joe wright goes like i have no interest at in churchill the historic character i just wanted like to make a, a movie about churchill it's a movie yeah you know? so it's okay to sideline these issues and fucking gary Oman's like i did all the research on churchill and he's an amazing man it's like no you didn't do all the research
0: yeah. Um, it... Gary Oldman's not aging well. I mean he's aging well on the fact that he's still a babe, but um his opinions no no. no, 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 no. no, no. And it's very sad because you think of like all the interesting work he's done and all even like his directorial stuff is so interesting and
1: Yeah, yeah Nil by Mouth is an amazing piece. It's
0: really sad
1: but um besides the other times
0: clint eastwood in himself
1: oh yeah but like this was (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like there was always a screw loose there like uh,
0: (laughs) odd son though
1: (laughs) oh jesus bland as a fucking (laughs) no
0: i know but like oh my god he is so (laughs) handsome in like a kind of frightening
1: way like uh Scott Eastwood is like a fucking sentient movie poster. Like he just <laughs> like he's just a movie poster. Like
0: you just be glad that I didn't pick the longest ride because I was considering it. Uh, oh my god,
1: that would have been amazing.
0: I did kind of want to do. Uh, no, I
1: should have done Message in a Bottle. <laughs> that's oh,
0: no, that's not that. See, Message in a Bottle is not that bad. That's because, the problem because Kevin Costner's in it, and like all and the, Robin Wright as well. Yeah, like it's not a bad. It's not a bad movie. Like um it's kind of like a more depressing version of sleepers in seattle i like to think um but uh no you have to go for the if you're gonna go necklace sparks you have to go the whole hog yeah like, it has to be like i I, I thought no you were milk.
1: gonna i thought you were gonna say you got mail just for me to be able to shit on them <sighs> but uh, what was your favorite thing about the man who shall divert <laughs> is that
0: what we're talking about it's been so long um oh god i don't know like <sighs> Possibly the scenes in the restaurant because I feel like it encapsulates a lot of what's so great about the movie. Um, And like how so many things are going on at the one time and it's so well blocked and so well. Like, and, and all the different, like never at any moment do you not believe it's you know you know it's like I hate that in movies where people or in TV shows people point it out to you and you're like oh yeah that person's not really putting that rubbish in the bin and yeah. kind the of thing you know what I mean because they're just acting whereas like when you look in the background your one really is making eggs yeah you know or making flapjacks you know what I mean because she's there mixing it and you see her pouring it in yeah. you know what I mean like the people they, they've being instructed to just keep fucking doing shit in the background you know what I mean? so it feels so lived in and like even because I noticed I was like why is there a thing in the background that says Marshall and I was like Hahaha. and then you get the payoff of yeah. it later on <laughs> she does a massive X and like the thing with Marshall as well whenever they like give him this thing and he's like oh no I've lost my appetite and then there's like a little bit with a TV shirt and it goes back to him and the plate's empty and he's just like can I possibly have one more steak
1: Jesus, like there's a reason why he's like fucking uh, rotund. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say rotunda
1: <laughs> the rotunda hospital is named after him <laughs> oh my god we've one brain <laughs> the singularity has happened
0: um yeah. what was your
1: thing i think it's the 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 interplay between jimmy stewart and john wayne because like so many uh, it, it reminds me of heat that it's yeah. n- it's the like when you have such like giants of cinema in actors mm. and you put them together and so many times it's a disappointment it's yeah. like a fucking damp squib but like uh where like heat okay fair enough they only have like two scenes but fucking what two scenes together they're so simple as yeah. well
0: like this is the, the cafe you know it's so simple but it's so like charged
1: and i think that it's like it's advertises this like john wayne versus jimmy stewart but when you watch it it's so minimal and amazing because they're oh, able a, to just t- carry it like total bromance I, and they're able to like do it in a way that it is there's such a depth of feeling by intellectualism about what the movie means and what they are doing as actors Mm -hmm. as well and like you're saying like the like the Control chaos that this movie creates, like in every fucking scene. That is like, oh my
0: god! Whenever they're like, <laughs> it's like so. The voting's over, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know we're do- okay, cool. Bars open, okay. <laughs> and everyone just goes apeshad. Like the bar's been closed for like four minutes. Yeah, months. like top. the
1: saloon. It's yeah. like
0: one o'clock in the afternoon, and they're all like. <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs>
1: Even like how, like, when Liberty Valens walks in and he's like, Oh, yeah, you're brave when you're all together, just wait for it when you're like on your own kind of thing. Mm. It's so fucking menacing. Yeah. But like, uh, but even like the way
0: Michael Shannon yes mm.
1: and the little moment when That's Jimmy right. Stewart is gonna talk to him and he realized that he's still chairing the meeting so he has to go, he walks behind the <laughs> yeah, desk yeah, yeah. just to make sure that he's like following protocol it's like everything like the mallet the weird <laughs> <Yeah>. little mallet <laughs> it's
0: not even like there's no sound coming around he's just like
1: uh. and Peabody <clears throat> trying to like fucking like scarper like just the, even like the name that sounds like, so and really, it's like so it's so
0: ridiculous
1: Uh, uh, what's your or it's like oh we're going to capital city like I love this kind of like generic Hollywood shit that is like they want to not be like make it universal yeah Uh, what's your least favorite thing in the movie
0: um I suppose like the aging makeup isn't great yeah particularly on Pompey but yeah I mean, it didn't really bother me. Like they do get away with it. I think maybe as well the bit with the newspaper guys is a little bit too like yeah. you know let me sit down, young fools. I'll tell you a story. You know it's a bit silly, but
1: but at the same time you make... you know politicians like that like you can imagine yeah. especially going back to your to the whole, the whole old town kind of thing
0: bullshit thing that they all play. Oh my god, American politicians saying the word folks yeah. actually makes me want to throw up but um yeah
1: like when you go to the, the like
0: pretending to be real people
1: yeah when you go to like a, the town hall meeting it's like oh yeah no tie rolled up sleeves oh, like yeah. every fucking time oh, you go
0: somebody had a great uh, like mashup of hillary doing that yeah and how she would talk definitely to every crowd and it was just so but like but
1: fake as a some, fucking
0: somehow worse when it's hillary i, I don't know why no, the, the
1: the reason that like i realized that why i didn't like it, that i don't think hillary is charismatic i think that she w- would have been much better than trump i do think that she was quite flawed as a politician like we
0: have gone down a road <laughs> but
1: is the christian Bell thing of uh, when he was looking for the performance for american Psycho that he looked at tom cruise laughing in a t- chat mm-hmm. show and realized that there was like nothing he was laughing behind. but there was nothing behind the eyes yeah. and that's what i feel with hillary clinton sometimes that she's laughing not because she thinks that it's funny it's because like It the crowd will like Yeah yeah. No, it's it's when I laugh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And when you see like interviews with people that she gets along with kind of thing like you see like how genuine she can be like when she had like the interview with john oliver or something that she had a rapport or whatever it didn't feel on a stage yeah and
0: then you can imagine like in the situation room in meetings as the you know what i mean like you can imagine that she is commanding she is all those things yeah saying that she's not
1: charismatic on in a crowd that's yeah uh, which uh, is
0: that like at the end of the day that is the thing that politicians need to have but yeah they spend, like, their entire careers on television. Yeah, you so. can be a
1: peanut farmer and win the election. Yeah. Um, and uh, my least favorite thing... Oh,
0: yeah, it's kind of hard.
1: Uh, um, I don't know, like, uh, that there's no other great John Ford film after this. That it's kind of like, if you see his cinematography in order, it's kind of... Yeah, he yeah. made a couple more movies. or the, Like john wayne did the the shootest, which is like his last film and it's quite interesting because he plays an actor that was a western actor dying of cancer which mm. he was dying of cancer at the time so it's kind of like an interesting like farewell but i don't think that john ford had that after this and it's kind of sad that like uh even though but, but i don't know like uh at the same time, having the fucking filmography that John yeah, Ford has I, is kind of like yeah,
0: and this is a very nice cap to it in a way, even yeah. though it's not his last movie. Like it feels feels well rounded. Yeah. Let's say, but um, yeah. I mean, like, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like whenever a Pixar movie comes out and people are like, eh,
1: wasn't you know, it as good as just love wasn't for, it as instead. good as
0: this perfect movie. It's like yeah, yeah.
1: I <laughs> hate when people it wasn't as emotional as the first five minutes of Up. It's nothing like yeah, like fuck Literally,
0: off. nothing is.
1: Uh yeah that's uh that yeah that was that's Liberty Valance the man
0: who shot Liberty Valance the coolest name ever
1: yeah like it's uh like I do like this movie a lot it's um like I I love John Ford he's like one like a master that's clear yeah like
0: uh <laughs> no he is and, and like even obviously whenever like something like um My Darling Clementine which is a lot earlier you still feel the complete control but th- there's like another level of it here you know what I mean yeah. it's like it's it's just there's a perfection and a steady hand yeah yeah I reunited. Really thank it thank you
1: fabulous uh what's next week's uh, birthday pick for ah, uh, how many da, 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 candles da, 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 is it tw-
0: what 25 <laughs> no uh, no no you know what 27 I'm happy enough with that just, um, uh, Oh no, no don't make me back to 2016 Oh. Uh, actual actual oh actual goosebumps um <laughs> next week's movie is uh, a classic let's say um I, I struggled with what to pick but in the end i did go for la confidential los From angeles M- confidential oh, yeah, 1997. <laughs> Whoop, 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 Yeah, I'm very excited. Um,
1: Where can they find us, Arla?
0: They can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter, at The Rec Game. You can email us at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com with your correspondence. You can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mix Cloud, And you can donate to Dublin Digital Radio on their Patreon. I think. Are they still doing that? Should probably check.
1: Well, like, they take money off me every month. <laughs> <so I'm busy>. <laughs> 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 Otherwise. What's that paying for? Uh, yeah,
0: I would assume so, early. They're still going. Um, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, so I was Orla McGee.
1: And I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week.